Hello, and welcome to Being Well. I'm Rick Hansen, a psychologist and author who studies how we can change our brains and our minds for the better. Today, we're going to wrap up the monthly theme of supporting yourself with a special, shorter episode. We're so busy these days, or at least most of us are, me included. It's great to have just one thing to focus on each week, like a simple practice that you can use from time to time to grow inner strengths of various kinds inside yourself. That's the basic idea behind my free weekly newsletter, Just One Thing. Today, that one thing I'd like to share with you is a practice from that newsletter on taking in the good, which is, of course, something that we've talked about in other podcasts this month. Here we go. First, the why. Why take in the good? The basic reason is that scientists believe that your brain has a built-in negativity bias. In other words, as we evolved over millions of years, dodging sticks and chasing carrots, it was a lot more important to notice, react to, and remember the sticks than it was for the carrots. That's because in the tough environments in which our ancestors lived and evolved, if they missed out on a carrot, they usually had a shot at one later on. But if they failed to avoid that stick, a predator, a natural hazard, or aggression from others of their species, wham, no more chances to pass on their genes. This negativity bias shows up in lots of ways. For example, studies have found that in a relationship, it typically takes about five good interactions to make up for a single bad one. Studies also show that people will work much harder to avoid losing money, let's say $100, than they will work to gain the same amount of reward. And also studies show that painful experiences are much more memorable than pleasurable ones. In your own mind, what do you usually think about at the end of the day? The 50 things that went right or the one thing that went wrong? Like the guy who cut you off in traffic, or what you wish you had said differently to a coworker, or the one thing on your to-do list that didn't get done. In effect, the brain is like Velcro for negative experiences, but Teflon for positive ones. That shades implicit memory, your underlying expectations, beliefs, action strategies, and mood in an increasingly negative direction. And that's just not fair since probably most of the facts in your life are positive or neutral. Every day, lots of good things happen, such as a lovely sunset, someone being nice to you, you finish a batch of emails, or you learn something new. And lots of other good things are ongoing aspects of your world. For example, your children might be healthy. Life, hopefully, is peaceful in your corner of the planet. Plus, also good things inside yourself like personal qualities such as determination, sincerity, fairness, and kindness. Besides the sheer injustice of it all, acquiring a big pile of negative experiences in implicit memory banks naturally makes a person more anxious, irritable, and blue. Plus, it makes it harder to be patient and giving toward others. In evolution, Mother Nature only cares about passing on genes by any means necessary. She doesn't care if we happen to suffer along the way. From subtle worries to intense feelings of sorrow, worthlessness, or anger. And Mother Nature doesn't care if we create suffering for others. What's the result? It's a brain that is tilted against lasting contentment and fulfillment. 
by being tilted toward survival and passing on genes that pass on genes. But we're no longer living in the Stone Age, and you don't have to accept the negativity bias. By tilting toward the good, good in the practical sense of that which brings more happiness to yourself and more helpfulness to others, you merely level the playing field. You'll still see the tough parts of life. In fact, you'll become more able to change them or bear them if you tilt toward the good, since that will help put challenges in perspective, lift your energy and spirits, highlight useful resources, and fill up your own cup so you have more to offer to others. And now, tilted toward absorbing the good, instead of positive experiences washing through you like water through a sieve, they'll collect in implicit memory deep down in your brain. In the famous saying, neurons that fire together, wire together. The more you get your neurons firing about positive facts, the more they'll be wiring up positive neural structures. Taking in the good is a brain science savvy and psychologically skillful way to improve how you feel, get things done, and treat others. It is among the top five personal growth methods I know. In addition to being good for adults, by the way, it's great for children, helping them to become more resilient, confident, and happy. And here's how to take in the good in three simple steps. Number one, look for good facts and turn them into good experiences. Good facts, by the way, include positive events, like the taste of good coffee or getting an unexpected compliment, and positive aspects or ongoing conditions of the world and yourself. When you notice something good, let yourself feel good about it. Try to do this at least a half a dozen times a day. There are lots of opportunities to notice good events, and you can always recognize good conditions, good things about the world and yourself. Each time takes just half a dozen or more seconds or so. It's private. No one needs to know that you are taking in the good. You can do it on the fly in daily life or at special times of reflection, like just before falling asleep, when your brain is especially receptive to new learning and growth. It can help to notice any reluctance inside to feeling good, such as thinking that you don't deserve to, or that it might be selfish or vain or even shameful to feel pleasure. Or there could be a fear that if you feel good, you'll lower your guard and let bad things happen to you. These kind of blocks to feeling good inside are common and understandable, but they do get in the way of you taking in the resources you need to feel better, have more strength, and have more inside yourself to give to others. So acknowledge these blocks to yourself, and then turn your attention back to the good news. Keep opening up to it, breathing and relaxing, letting the good facts continually affect you. It's like sitting down to a meal. Don't just look at it. Bring a big spoon. Second, really enjoy the experience. Most of the time, a good experience is pretty mild, and that's fine. But try to stay with it for 5, 10, 20, or even 30 seconds in a row, instead of getting distracted by something else. As you can, sense that the experience is filling your body, becoming a richer and richer experience inside you. As Mark Lewis and other researchers have shown, the longer that something is held in awareness and the more emotionally stimulating it is, 
the more neurons that fire and thus wire together, and the stronger the trace in memory. You are not craving or clinging to positive experiences, since that would ultimately lead to tension and disappointment. Actually, you are doing the opposite. By taking these positive experiences in and filling yourself up with them, you will increasingly feel less fragile or needy inside and less dependent upon external supplies. Your happiness and love and grit and resilience will become more unconditional based on an inner fullness rather than on whether the momentary facts in your life happen to be good ones. And three, intend and sense that the good experience is sinking into you. People do this in different ways. Some feel it in their body like a warm glow spreading through their chest, like the warmth of a cup of hot cocoa on a cold, wintry day. Others visualize things like a golden syrup sinking down inside, bringing good feelings and soothing old places of hurt, filling in old holes of loss or yearning. Also, a child might imagine a jewel going into a treasure chest in her heart. And some might simply know conceptually that while this good experience is held in awareness, its neurons are busily firing away and gradually wiring together. Any single time you do this practice of taking in the good will usually make just a little difference. But over time, these little differences will add up, gradually weaving positive experiences into the fabric of your brain and yourself. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on taking in the good and this month's theme of supporting yourself. Next week, we'll start a whole new theme on relationships and effective communication. The content in today's episode was taken from my free weekly newsletter, Just One Thing. And if you'd like to sign up for the newsletter, I've included a link in the description of this podcast. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Until next time, I'm Rick Hansen, and be well. Be well.